In Tune with Naledi Maleo on SAFM. It is In Tune and you're on SAFM. Speaking now to Masiko Panyani. Masiko, good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Naledi. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you know, we, we, we've been seeing these, these students, right? And not students, a lot of them graduates as well, standing on the side of the road with boards, um, you know, displaying their qualifications, saying, I'm looking for work. And you decided you wanted to write an article about it. Yes, I did. Um, I realized that a part of my myself, my experiences, were leading to a similar thing. And it's quite scary, you know? Yeah, just just tell me about what it was in, in, in some of the things that you faced that made you feel like, I could, I could end up doing the same thing. So I recently graduated uh, from university in 2015. And Congratulations, firstly. Thank you very much, thank you. And in my quest to sort of get experience and get a job, because when you are fresh from varsity, you're not going to get a job automatically because mm. um, you need to get some kind of work experience. Mm. So you'll find these internships and you'll go through the process of getting experience through an internship. But once an internship comes to an end, you often find yourself that you are not at the level where you are employable as yet. Because for many junior positions, they'll ask for things like three to five years. And when I was sitting there watching Marantana, the the, the latest lady stand at the robot, I thought to myself, is this where I'm also going? Because it seems... That, that's how that's how things are. We go to school, we go through an internship or so, and at the end, you're still not employable. Mm. It's 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 scary. It's scary because when we do go to school, when we do go to tertiary, we go there with the thought to get an education, get ourselves better, get work, and sort of continue the cycle, get somebody out of our communities out the same way. And when I realized that maybe I could end up there, that was scary for me. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when we started seeing them, I remember seeing the first young man. This was in the 2014. I can't remember his name now. Thank you, so. Thank you, so, yes. Thank you, so, I remember. I think, I think it was. Thank you, so, stood yeah. there with, I think he, he wanted to do something in engineering, right? And, and yeah. he stood there, and everyone stood up and said, oh, what a brave young man, what a smart young man. And, yeah, we do think they're brave, but you make a very important point, and that, and that is that we're stripping these, these children, these young people of their dignity. The, the fact that they have to go to those lengths says, you know what, dignity aside, I need to get moving. It's, it's, it's a sense of you can't sit down because mm. when, when you're going through this process of, of thinking, okay, what next? You, you try and make a plan to say, I don't want to seem as if I'm not trying hard enough. Yeah. And I think for them, it was a sense of, let me go, because I spoke to one of them, Silo, who was standing on the R104. Mm. And he says for him, it was a thing that if he decides to switch careers, if he decides to then he must know that he tried hard enough. Mm. And, and, and for me, we shouldn't be going through this. We shouldn't. We, we, we go to tertiary because we see that there is a list set of critical skills and we study in these fields. And therefore, in a fledgling democracy like ours, where skills in engineering and commerce are, are, are necessary and critical, we shouldn't be seeing engineering graduates standing at robots. Mm. That worried me. I'm a humanities graduate. What more for me then if the people with critical right. skills are standing at a robot? Right, right. Um, you, you make the point in your article as well about how unskilled young people now have more access to jobs than those that are qualified. 
And also a question that we need to ask, that, that begs to be asked from that point is, what kind of jobs are these? Mm. Are these jobs that these people can make living, these young people can make livings and feed their families and so themselves? What kind of jobs are these? Are these long-lasting solutions to employment? Most of the time it's not. Yeah. Most of the time it isn't. It's just something for you to get employed, a, 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 a means to an end, as it were. It's, it's, it's not anything that's solid enough. And this isn't okay. Yeah. Uh, do, do you know how many of these young people, so it's Danki So and then it's Nolwantla that she spoke about, and then I think, I think there's another yes. gentleman. Um, how many of these have actually been able to get employment from standing on the side of the road? So I spoke to Silo, who was in Rustenburg, I think, now three weeks ago. Mm. He still hadn't gotten employment. Danki So thankfully got employment with a telecommunications company. Mm. With the latest case, um, the, the, the oil company that was looking at Malandana was going to put her through an interview process. So possibly they may or may not take her because they, she, they will take her CV and she will go through the necessary procedures. But employment at the time wasn't guaranteed. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I had this conversation with a, with a colleague of mine a few weeks ago, and we talked about these young people, these young graduates standing on the side of the road with boards begging for work. And she said to me, what happens when we have 10,000 young people doing the same thing? Um, is the media going to stand up and look the same way that they're doing now when it's one, two, or three young people? Um, what happens when we get to a point where this becomes a trend now and we have a generation of young people that all thinks this is the only route that's left? Do you think we'll take notice then? And I think, unfortunately, ours is a society that becomes desensitized to certain things. Mm. And once it becomes common to see a young person with a board at a street, we're not going to pay attention anymore. And that's why, for me, it's so important that we rather find, find more practical solutions now before we move towards that now everybody's doing it. Because yeah. that is certainly not going to solve any problems. Instead, that makes things worse. Yeah, we need, we need to open up the lines and, and hear other people's opinions on this one. So give us a call on the number 0891104207. Again, 0891104207. Or send us your SMSs. Send those to 34701. We're talking about graduates that are now reduced to begging for work, standing on the side of the road and begging for work. Um, in SM, a tweet here from, uh, let's see, that says it's just another way of being heard by employers. No need to blow, blow this out of proportion. So Ntlantla says we're really blowing this out of proportion. Um, at one underscore Deniso says it's because they're not politically connected. Do you think we're blowing this out of proportion? I was I was doing a bit of prep for our chat today, and I came across an article by um, a research group that says the, the idea that unemployed graduates are, are desperate is being blown out of proportion. I don't think so. Mm. I think we need to deal with this in a practical manner. If if it's not it's not another way to be heard by employers. What level of desperation must that person have reached for them to go stand at a robot? I don't think that's how things should work. In a society like ours, in a country like ours, where we are aiming to have a certain kind of, of economy, of, of, of society, it shouldn't be the case that you must go stand at a robot. Mm. Surely that's not what we're aiming to do. So like, I don't think we're blowing it out of proportion. I think actually we should start talking about it. 
Yeah, before it gets worse, before you have 20,000 young people across the country begging for work, saying, I'm qualified, hire me. Uh, but we'll look at some of the options that are available to young graduates in the country. Give us a call if you'd like to contribute to our discussion, 891 What do you think of graduates that are standing on the side of the road begging for work with boards, um, saying that this is my qualification, give me a job? Um, are they stripping themselves of their of their dignity because they are so desperate? And is dignity even part of this discussion? Should we just be looking at, look, this is a creative solution and let's just applaud it. The number to call 0891-104-207. In Tune with Naledi Maleo on SAFM. You are on In Tune here on SAFM and I'm taking your calls on 0891-104-207, speaking to Maseko Panyani, who is an intern with uh, the Saturday Star. And she's a media studies and, and journalism graduate at Wits University, very passionate about youth issues. And she's asking why SA graduates are reduced to begging for work. Give me a call on the number 0891-104-207. Do, do you remember Maseko when... Um, you know, the country was still deciding whether we should forge ahead with the youth wage subsidy um, as a way of creating jobs. We should subsidize uh, companies for, for, for employing and skilling young people. Do you remember that? I remember bits and pieces of that conversation. Right. Um, so then at the beginning I, I, of last year, right, we the, the mm, youth wage mm. subsidy came into law. So it, it's, mm. it's, it's now in effect. And a year later... Um, we, we, you know, we, we had a discussion about reviewing the results of the youth wage subsidy and it was found that it wasn't yielding any results, particularly because, um, the private sector itself wasn't, just wasn't going with it. They weren't picking up young, unskilled people, um, and, and, and taking those incentives. And a lot of the tweets that I'm getting are saying, this is patronage. It's because of patronage and corruption. It's because of leadership and government. And I wonder if, if everything is going to come down to government. Do we, do we blame government for everything when here's a platform that's been created to give young people employment and it's just not being used? My thing is that a government is responsible for facilitating certain things. Mm. So by, with, with introduction of the youth wage subsidy, they've done a part. Society now needs to come to the party. The private sector needs to come to the party and say, okay, how do we do this in a way that will protect our profit margins but also help with the unemployment crisis in the country? Mm. So the fact that a year later we're sitting here and we're saying it didn't work, it means other spheres of society are not coming to the party. Yeah. We can blame the government to a certain extent, but we also need to start taking some action. Those of us in, in positions of power enough need to also make sure that we are making some kind of an effort. Yeah. Let's hear from Lungelo and KZN. Lungelo, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes, thanks for calling, Lungelo. Yes. Hmm. Uh, I was listening, um, uh, but you spoke about this topic of the graduates where we get uh, been unemployed. Hmm. Yes. Um, uh, I'm also a graduate. I graduated two years back from the university. Hmm. Yes, I'm also doing a welfare science degree. You were doing it? A welfare science degree. Okay. Yes, specialization in social development. Uh, what I wanted to comment on, there are jobs. The problem is in our communities, like myself uh, in Dumadiba, we have Africa Center and also in the NGOs, which are working with the communities. Mm. There are job opportunities, but the problem is, I don't know where the problem lies or is it with the HR department, we do apply, but we don't even get calls, even for the interviews. And we do the follow-up, 
but they will tell you that you don't have an experience. Unless you find out that they hire people who have metric, who only have metric. We people who are the graduates, we are not given the chance to get inside so that you can able to get experience. Mm. So we don't know where the problem lies. Yeah, it's it's a sad it's a sad situation. I mean, can you imagine? And you you studied obviously. You went you worked really hard, long and long. And was there a particular job that you heard about that you'd applied for that was given to someone that less skilled than you? Yes, yes, it happened. I asked several times, but how do how do you get the job in those uh, NGOs? In, 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 like for instance, uh, there's also a mine in our local community, the secondary mine. I understand they do have some certain issues. But about those NGOs who are like um, belong to in, in Africa Center, once I take my CV there, only to find out which they just uh, throw my CV on that they might talk to another employee with you. You know what? Once you left, they took a CV to the team, and I was very shocked and disappointed, and, uh, and I, I even cried the whole night. Oh. This thing is very, very painful. Yeah. The thing that they are doing, those people are working in the HR department, I don't know, they are so heartless. Oh, so I don't sorry. know how people they get to open those uh, NGOs, but it's very, very painful. Yeah. Longal, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm so, so sorry. Um, give us give us your, your email address. Perhaps there's someone who's listening and thinks, okay, maybe I could give Lungalo a call. What's your email address? Oh, gosh, did we just lose Lungalo? Just there. Martin in Western Area. Martin, good afternoon. Good afternoon, lady, and thanks for taking my call. For sure. Uh, look, lady, I agree with these people that goes uh, into the robots and... Mm. Uh, uh, sort of apply for positions. Mm. We have what we call marketing uh, strategies, mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. and we, we have what we call blue ocean strategies. Mm. Marketing strategies are the ones that are normal, like the ones that we know where a person submits his CV and write it in a very nice way, mm. but he still can't get his work. Mm. Now, blue, blue ocean strategies are strategies of marketing yourself in order to get a job. So this has never been done before in this country. And I say that they must go ahead and do anything in order to get themselves jobs. Okay. Yeah? okay. The second thing mm-hmm. is that in South Africa, it depends who you are when you advise people on how to create jobs. Yeah. You know, this country has got ample opportunities of doing jobs. I can tell you one which comes into mind now. Mm. For an example, they are saying that the government is spending about more than 2 billion friends uh, trying to make sure that there are no accidents in, the, in, in, in our roads. Mm. You know how they can create jobs in that one? Mm. They can make sure that for each and every, maybe in Santin, they appoint people and train 100 people and yeah. give them cars to be traffic officers and they give fines to the people and they take maybe uh, 70% of that and, and then 30% goes to government. And these people, they will be any commission, you know. That is the first thing that we can do. There are so many employment uh, uh, regulations that uh, uh, employers must comply with. For an example, Employment Equity Act. Yes. They can employ more than 100 people to end commission to look out for companies which are not complying with employment equity. Mm. And then the fine must be increased to say that uh, if you don't comply, then we are going to charge you 100000 And they must employ consultants, you know, people who have studied labor law and stuff like that. 
to be able to look out for these companies which are not complying. Yeah. And then 70% must go to these consultants who are looking out for these people who don't comply with this. And also occupational health and safety. They can, mm. Department of Labor can employ people, but the problem in this country is that it depends who you are when you come up with this idea. This idea is not going to work. Mm. But that can work. You understand? Martin, give us your email address. It's martin.lerata at westonaria.gov.ca. You know, I, 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 did, I did the research when I was doing my MBA mm. on uh, SMMEs. Mm. There are so many things that can be done here in lady, whereby people can be employed. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Even on, on, on issues of uh, uh, health care, you know, the government, without really spending a cent, they can just give them uh, uh, people to be uh, uh, what do, what do we used to call uh, a health uh, d- development workers, which goes uh, into each and every house and make sure that people are right. taking yeah door to door things and they get something you know instead we, of we saying no we, we are making a shortage yeah. of nurses and stuff like that. Okay, Martin at westernarea.gov.za. Yes, I've got so many ideas. But well, let's hope someone that, emails you. And if they do, Martin, you must let us know, hey? Don't leave us behind. Don't forget about us. <laughs> no, all right, man. <laughs> Thanks so much for calling in. Jeff is in Mtata. Thank Jeff, you. good afternoon. Good afternoon, Naledi. Yes, thanks for Naledi, calling. Naledi, we, 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 we can go further, eh? Yeah. It, it, it's sad what happens to, to, to graduates. You know, in this country, I agree with the previous speaker. It, it, it is it's about whom you know. And, and and if you are politically connected, you will you will, you will get a job. Mm. For instance, if you look at 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 at, 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 at people who are educated or so or learned in this country, I don't think we we've got respect for for learned people in this country, because you find an ordinary person who, who didn't go to school, you know, will will get a, a job simply because the person is politically connected. And then a person who got an MBA or got a master's or PhD, that person will, 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 you know, if you look, if you look at that, at that person, you look at the salary for, for instance, people who are educated here in this country, they, they don't earn a lot of money. Mm. They are suffering most, they are the people who are suffering. And then you get someone with, the, with an ordinary salary and who's working at the municipality or so. Uh, earning two or three times more than a professor or whatever. I mean, how do you explain that? Yeah, it's a sad situation. How do you explain that? So it means we don't encourage people to, to study further and to be innovative in this country. What we are encouraging, we are encouraging tokenism in this country. Mm-hmm. Jeff, thanks. Thanks for calling. Uh, I'm going to take just one more caller, Tammy and KZN. Tammy, good afternoon. Hi, Naledi. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for calling, Tam. Great, man. Great show for today. Look, my, my my input would be, you know, if graduates can be willing to start from the bottom, because that is where it's very important mm. that if, for instance, we have SMEs in South Africa, and SMEs in South Africa is actually in the favors where government is also taking great initiatives in assisting the, the SMEs. Mm. So I think for me it's important that those who have graduated in particular areas and who have particular experiences, those experiences and their educations are needed in the SME, yeah. so that the SME can no longer be an SME, it can be a fully-fledged company mm. that is well-respected. Mm. 
Now, for that to happen, you need to be as a graduate. You need to humble yourself and say, okay, I will start from the bottom. No matter what the salary might be, when you are in the company, it's all about what the input you make. Because at the end of the day, the company is made by its employees. It's not made by the CEO. CEO. Mm, mm. It's not made by the owners. It's the employees that make the company. Right. So if you are willing to come into an SME and, start and, and, the and have those yes, and have those inputs, plug in whatever you plug in so that the company grows. And for you as a graduate, it gives you that pride of saying, I started this company when it was small. I was there when it started, and now I can fully implement what I've, I've, I've uh, you know, spent a lot of my years yeah. being educated on, you know. Yeah. So for me, it's not about actually saying, let's point fingers in government and say, government is it's about connections and all this kind of stuff. It's about the person. If you are willing to get into a company and put in their contributions, at the end of the day, it will all pay out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Tommy, yeah. thanks for that. That's some valid input there. So you think that's that's the lesson of this discussion, Masero? Do you agree with that? Let's all just agree that we all need to start at the bottom. I fully agree with starting at the bottom. What I'm saying is there must be opportunity for you to start at the bottom. Hmm. The, the, the idea here isn't that we don't want to start it. I know, I can tell you personally, I don't mind starting at the bottom. But somebody needs to give me a chance to start at the bottom. Mm. I don't think these young people would have gone to these robots had, had opportunities from small companies been made available to them. Chances are there were no opportunities made available to them at all. And that's why they decided to go to a place where maybe they could get a chance. Yeah. So I don't think the issue is humbling ourselves. So the fact that we are willing to go stand at a robot, that must show you the level of humility unemployed graduates must have. Mm. It's, 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 I, I, I really don't think it's a humility thing. Yeah. If, if opportunities are available, then maybe how the information is being disseminated isn't working out. So maybe we should start looking at ways to make sure that young people that are coming out of these degrees know where the opportunities are. Exactly. Know yeah. where the jobs are. Know okay. where to go. Yeah. Marcelo, thanks so much for speaking to us. I imagine we'll be talking some more in the future if you continue writing. <laughs> Hopefully we will. Thank I'm sure we much. will, Masewa. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure speaking to you. So many tweets that have come through as well. Keep yours coming in at SAFM Radio at Naledi Moleo. Um, let's take a look at those. At Jella Jella 89 says bad leadership from government and self enrichment by elites. Um, at Ma underscore Ndozi says uh, government has done so much to appease capital and allay fears uh, for two decades, but I don't think capital has reciprocated. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, I think there's, there's more, and I'll read all of them as we, as we continue with the show. So you can keep tweeting. We're going to move into our motivation corner after this.